Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Hey everyone, welcome to another solo episode on the Real Story Podcast. Today I want to dive into a subject that we don't always talk about on here because we're usually dissecting issues or realities um, behind the publishing industry or dispelling myths or talking about our own process and... Joe and I have really kind of leveled up and made some pretty big decisions that we are going to invest more in our own creative lives and our creative voices and and putting that creativity first versus all of the amazing client work that has really kept us afloat and going with Rightway for the last two years. And so I wanted to really talk about when it all pays off, when you're on this journey and you reach a destination where you receive proof that you are on the right path. And I think for a lot of us, you know, writers or or not writers, um, we do look to the destination. We try to complete a goal. We, you know, come up with a dream and then hit that dream. And then that dream becomes a reality. We had Megan Collins on last week. If you have not listened to that episode, you should. And she really said so many incredible things that struck me deeply about being in this industry and being an author. And, you know, she is someone I look up to and revere from her writing, her storytelling, just She writes such beautiful prose, but to hear her speak so candidly about riding the waves of publishing and like you're never going to reach a high and stay there and you're never going to be in the bowels of rejection or self-doubt either. It's, It's just riding this wave and constant ebbing and flowing. And for many of you, you know, I've been on a journey of leaving my publisher. So I've had four books published with St. Martin's Press. And, you know, I've been very open about somewhere along the way, kind of losing my joy a little bit and really, you know, becoming kind of disenchanted with the whole industry. And I am not alone in feeling that way. I feel like more of us need to speak up about our disappointments and our expectations and what we like to see. But when I left, you know, prior to that, I had not I had not had to sit down and write an entire book from start to finish. It was, you know, I wrote Not Her Daughter in 2017, 2016, 2017, and then every subsequent book was just an idea that I pitched to them, put down on paper and they accepted and then I had a deadline and got paid and then wrote the book. So leaving and branching out into unknown territory all these years later, 
I did go away and write a book, a book that I love, a book that was very emotionally draining, um, a book that is in a slightly different genre. It's women's fiction, so it is not suspense, emotional women's fiction, I should say. And my agent and I got it to a place where it was ready to go. And I did write it, you know, I got the idea last summer and then I kind of started it and then I abandoned it because of work. <laughs> That's always my go-to excuse. And then I came back to it and really put it together in just a few concentrated months and, you know, got my writing group involved and um, the most um, our most amazing editor, Jackie, who is so incredible and so thoughtful. And, you know, Joe went through it as well. And we got it to a place where I felt, you know, it was good to go. And then we pitched and it was just really quiet, like really quiet for like a month. And, you know, the only thing I really have to compare it to, I mean, I, I've had four nonfiction books traditionally published and the way those deals came about is kind of a blur, quite honestly. And they were, you know, mid-sized, smaller publishers and I was dealing directly with a publisher. So it was a little bit more organic and, and flow, but with Not Her Daughter, it was all so exciting and it happened in like two weeks, you know, two weeks we had multiple offers and it went to auction and it was just so, so, so exciting. So that's all I really had to compare it to. And so when it was so quiet, you know, we, we did start getting the most amazing rejections. I've also talked about that on another podcast that I've ever had where it wasn't about, it wasn't about the writing, wasn't really even about the story. Uh, you know, for some editors, they thought the subject matter was too dark or heavy, or they weren't sure how to break it out in a certain way. And that's fine. Um, but I started to get a little panicked. And in so when you're waiting for a yes, that one yes, which is all you need, you know, it really detracts from the story that you've written. And I found myself, you know, when I was writing this story in my own little bubble and container, I was so excited about it and really felt like this is something different. This is going to be a new start for me. And then when I started getting these rejections, I was like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe I don't know what's good. Maybe I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing and I'm a fraud. And this is all, you know, this was all a fluke. This four, these four book deals was, you know, they were total fluke and I'm never going to be able to publish anything ever again. I mean, that that was kind of the story I was telling myself. And so I really tried through that process to be gracious, to believe that the right editor would find me. And she did. And we got interest from someone. And I'm not going to announce all of the details until it is signed, sealed, and delivered, which can take quite a, a long time. Um... But I did want to come on and openly share it because, you know, we had an editor who was interested and then we had another editor who was potentially interested. And I remember when my agent told me that when we had another person who might be potentially coming in too, I just, I was working out and I just like screamed and was so excited. And I really realized about myself, the two things that I love the most about being an author actually Number one is actually just the writing process. I actually really enjoy that process, the creative process, um, getting an idea, getting it down, getting it started, getting that momentum going, and then making the sale. I love that time 
of just believing that your book is going to hit and someone wants it and someone is going to buy it. And so long story short, I did get offered a two book deal with a really incredible publisher. I am so excited about the editor. I'm so excited about the publisher. I think it's going to be the right next move for my career. And what I decided during all this, ironically, was so I decided that this was all going to pay off, that I did the work and the right, you know, the right editor would appear when it was time. And so I kind of, you know, as we were getting these rejections and as we were waiting, I just kind of let it go. And several weeks ago, Alex and I decided to kind of play hooky on a Friday and go shopping and go to lunch and, you know, just enjoy ourselves. And so we went to the Green Hills Mall, which, you know, I haven't been to a mall in ages. And I decided that I was going to celebrate ahead of time and I was going to buy something for myself to celebrate me getting a book deal before I got a book deal. And so I went into the Gucci store, which if people know me, they know I am not a name brand person. I am so rough on my clothes and shoes and accessories. So I do not spend a lot of money on clothes or accessories. I've just always been that way. But I was like, I'm going to treat myself to an amazing pair of glasses. And I went right in. I bought these amazing glasses and had an amazing shopping experience. And then we got some summer clothes and... That is when my agent called me while I was there. I had just bought the thing to celebrate when the offer came in. And that is all to say, and it was very similar with how Not Her Daughter happened too. I would write about it every day, that offer coming in. I would practice the conversations that, you know, like when she called me and what that was going to be like. And that all unfolded so beautifully. And... You know, along the way, I've definitely, some of that naivete has has sloughed off and some of that optimism, that wild optimism has turned more into reality. But what I realized with this book and this new, this two book deal and this new publisher is it is a chance to drop the story that I have carried with me about what it means to be a published author. This one experience over the last four books with one publisher does not define my my narrative in being a published author and what that looks like for me. And so I want to use this as an opportunity to create a new story and to kind of start over. And what we had also decided at this time, Joe and I, which we've discussed a little bit, is that As of this summer, as of this summer, Rightway will no longer be taking on clients for the foreseeable future. We might open it back up in the fall, but we are both completely burned out. We have been running a million miles a minute, working on, you know, 70 plus books that have come out into the world. Um, And it's just a lot. It's been a lot. And it's been amazing. But I think both of us had been we've been using work as a crutch to not invest in ourselves the way we invest in our clients. And we both decided there's never going to be a great time. There's never going to be enough security when it comes to money in order to be like, okay, now, now it's, now it's a good time to, to try this out. So 
we're both just going for it. And we are both in the middle of projects still, and we both have clients at the moment, but we have decided to invest in ourselves and believe in ourselves. And the way we are doing that, again, this is a shout out to Megan Collins, where she was talking about her word count and that she aims for 500 words a day. And for me and Joe, we've talked about this, we can get 500 words in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And so I was like, well, that's genius. Like, even if I'm super busy, I can definitely make time to do 500 words. And so we both started and, you know, I started on a new thriller, like actually not even domestic suspense, but more thriller and already have 50 pages. And then I started on my next women's fiction book and I have 40 pages and it's just from like a week of saying, I'm going to hit 500 words a day. And then I usually go over to 2,500 words or 3,000. And I am putting that first, no matter what, I'm getting the word count done. I'm putting my work as a creative first. And it has truly made all the difference. And so as we move forward, and as I consider what it means to have things pay off in the way that you want them to, I kind of had an epiphany that like, okay, if I can work on 30, 40 plus clients in a year, then I can work on three books a year of my own. And this is how I want to do it. And I'm saying it out loud. I want to have one women's fiction book that comes out. I want to have one suspense thriller book that comes out. And then I want to sell a book to Audible Originals and have three projects that I am working on per year. I know that I can do that. I am a fast writer. I am so used to working on multiple projects at a time. And that is what the plan is going forward. And really thinking through what does it look like? What does it mean to me to invest in being an author? What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do I devise my days? And, you know, I have this little writing studio that is so adorable and I love it, but sometimes I really do crave community. Not going to a coffee shop and working, but like true being around other creatives. So recently I joined the Soho House Nashville, which again, just like I'm not a Gucci person, (laughs) I'm not a Soho House person, I've never stepped foot in one, but it has been an ultimate game changer in just the week that I've belonged. It has the most amazing like communal area to write and meet people. It has an incredible outdoor pool. It has the most amazing gym. And I've really been missing the gym environment the last couple of years. And it has the most adorable movie theater and they have events and it just is so perfect for this new life and this new routine that I'm trying to cultivate. And so I really started to think about what it does mean for things, like what happens when when your hard work does pay off and what that looks like. And it's so funny because I think for most of us, you know, we hit a goal, we hit that destination, 
And then it's like, okay, well, what's next? And it's really happened to me with my business where I am so used to making a certain amount of money per month. And it's it's an amount that like, if you had told me I'd be making that in my business per month, like five years ago, I would have dropped dead. But now I'm so desensitized to that and so used to that that I'm like, okay, well, I need more and more and more. And even after the book deal, that adrenaline rush kind of fell off. And now I'm like, okay, well, now what? Now I got to get, now I got to get another book deal and I've got to get another book deal in order to make, you know, ends meet. And it's really led to some interesting conversations with my husband around, you know, being able to create some passive income. I always kick myself that I wasn't smarter in real estate and had like three investment properties that I could turn into Airbnbs and that's where I make my money. And then my creative endeavors, I definitely make money, but I don't have as much pressure to perform, to sell, to build that author platform, to get out there in a really real way. And this led to another interesting conversation when I had a chat with this editor, a Zoom chat. One of their concerns before they offered me a deal was that I want to be an author without social media. And so they were going to have their marketing person hop on. And so I was like, okay, let's have a chat about it. And when we got on that Zoom call, I actually knew the marketing person. She was on a panel at WriterFest Nashville that I crashed that was all about social media. One of my friends was supposed to be on the panel. She was sick. She couldn't come in. And so I just last minute joined this panel as the anti-social media person. And I loved this marketing woman so much. We had such a great rapport and a real understanding of the difference between, you know, using social as a distraction or a crutch versus being very intentional about how you use it to connect to others and how you use it as a tool. And so we ended up having a great conversation. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still, still want to be an author without social media. I want to use my time, that my precious, precious time in ways that expand and light me up. And I was thinking recently, as I've backed off of client work, I no longer want to work in the same way that I have for years and years and years, where I am so completely obsessed with getting things done instead of focusing on the real work of how I want to feel, how I want to show up in the world, what kind of community do I want to cultivate, how do I want to show up for my daughter, for my husband, for myself. And this is the real work that we need to be doing. There's so much darkness obviously, that's going on in the world. So much tragedy. And I really feel if we can stop what we're doing and really ask ourselves if it is bringing light and joy and love into our lives and how by honoring that and making that more of a priority, it really does shift the fabric of the world. And we need more people doing the things that they love, showing up in ways that really matter and it not being all negative commentary all the time or what's wrong in the world or, you know, so much fear, so much negativity, so much darkness. The thing that we can do for us immediately at any time is 
thinking about how we feel and how we're showing up and the work that we are offering into the world. And I think it's important to redefine what work means. You know, when I sit down to write, it never, ever feels heavy like work. And that's not saying that I can't get stuck. It's not hard. I fumble. I stare at a blank page. Of course I do. But it is the work that I I completely lose time. I'm completely in the flow. And I feel like I've been denying who I really am because I've been so concerned with making ends meet. And it is scary and it is a sacrifice when, you know, there's a little bit more uncertainty around putting all of your eggs in an author basket um, when so much is out of your control. And Megan Collins said on our last podcast that, you know, you cannot dictate your value as a writer to the outside success that you get. Because every goal that we have as writers, so much of that is outside of our control. It's up to the publisher. It's up to the readers. So making sure that we are showing up, that we're doing the work, that we understand what we really want and what we're really going after and why, and making sure that it still feels good to you and understanding that it's okay to pivot and change your mind and try something new and take new risks and open the door and expand and play and experiment. That is how the creative mind is made to work. It's not all about getting up doing the work, doing the same old work every day, getting married, having babies, you know, having a mortgage, having all these responsibilities, getting older and dying. There is so much more to our lives than that. And we need to start to start paying attention and assessing and opening ourselves up to another way and asking ourselves every single day, how we want to feel and realizing that at any time we can stop those old stories, we can drop the old narratives and we can create something new. So that being said, I just wanted to share a little good news before it's official, official good news and share my journey and how I am pivoting both as a business owner and as an author. I think it's so easy to continually multi-focus and multitask. And I realized that I want my brain to really buy into one or the other, the business or being an author. And right now I choose being an author. Until next week, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.